There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM. Now we're going to uh, speak uh, to a woman who lives locally. We heard from her on uh, the programme last week. In fact, if uh, you were watching uh, TG Carr's Cade Mila Falchi, you'd probably be familiar with uh, Sadrida and her story. Uh, she's with us in studio this morning, originally from Uganda and living in direct provision in Mosni. Uh, very good morning to you, Sadrida, and good thank morning. you indeed uh, for joining us here on the programme uh, this morning. Uh, tell us uh, a little bit uh, about your journey from Uganda to County Meath. Uh, right, it was uh, 2016. Um, previously I had lived a life in fear after separating with my ex and we had the first child who I had in his village and the whole story was like you know, like, is it news that I used to hear or it's just happening to me? So my baby came out as, you know, a footling bridge and immediately I didn't give this baby in the hospital. It was in his home. Mm. And his mother and an old woman came in and said, oh, this presents a twin to us, so can you give us a child? Like, they don't speak, we don't speak the same language. So my ex-boyfriend mm. was interpreting for me. So I gave them my baby and I didn't see the baby again after like an interval of let's say 45 minutes they brought the baby to me and she cried and cried recklessly for probably another one hour or so and she started grasping the air and gasping the air and as I called for help like instead of them helping like okay what's going on they just took the baby and that Mm. was it okay and and this was as soon as uh, the little girl was born. Yeah, that was mm. immediate. The baby was born. That mm. was the same day. And But, you know, something came up to say, okay, check. Maybe something happened to the baby or mm. um, something went wrong. So when I checked her private parts, I realized mm. something was done to her. And that's what we call, you know, female circumcision. So mm-hmm. his tribe, they do that. Okay, and how... Did they circumcise your little girl? Um, I wasn't there. Mm. I didn't witness. But from what I saw, you know, when you touch a child and you see the child keeps crying, mm. as a mother, you became so curious yeah. what's really happening. So when I checked... But I, I mean, did they take her to a hospital to have this no, done? No, did no, they this use an done. anesthetic? Uh, did they use any painkillers? Uh, did they do anything to stop infection? Have we... Any understanding of, of how this procedure took place? In my understanding, like 
after that, like my mind now woke up. Then later on, I had to read about what really happens when they do this. They normally use like the local razor blades and they have local knives uh, because this is something in their belief. You know, it's in their culture, it's in their belief. And so how they do it is not to do with hospital. They're not painkillers. They just do it to you. Why? So, why Why do they do it? It's in their culture because it's a different tribe in my country that does that in the east mm. part of Uganda. So, Is it for religious reasons? Um, not really. Uh, to them, they have so many reasons. They say um, one of the reasons is to keep women, not last after men. Mm. Secondly, they feel that you're a full woman, mm. and to some because other because a- after circumcision, there's no enjoyment of sex. That's a- a- right. A- and the belief then is that because you don't enjoy sex, you won't be looking for sex, and that stops a woman from being lustful. Is that what you said? That's right. And traditionally, like before, because um, of the war, they used to do it that when men go for war, then the women won't last after other men. Mm. But some other reasons would be um, they're purifying you. Right. Because it's something that they believe. Not religious, but in the culture. Like it's a norm to them. And you said they believe it makes you a full woman. Your boyfriend told you you weren't a full woman. Exactly. Because on my second child, he wanted me to be circumcised as well. Right. And some, they say they are pleasing the ancestors. That it is in their in the you know in their belief that the ancestors it's something done in the culture so you have to go through it it's like to them mm. it's give them that zeal you know the opportunity to be okay you are a wife or you are a woman to someone that's how you have to be circumcised mm. so they have different reasons of doing that you lost your first child your first that's little right. girl yeah. yeah yeah did you name her. Yeah, later on, I gave her grace. Mm. I am a strong believer, so I believe that grace would be a very important baby or big girl to do mm-hmm. something, yeah. And what was the cause of death? Why did grace die? See, the way they do that circumcision is is not healthy. It's not professional. So probably they tampered with something in the process. You know, and... You know, I, I, I always used to hear when I was growing up that I don't know how true that is, mm. that they normally eat their first bones. So I just don't know because I wasn't told where she was laid to rest. I didn't see her being buried. I didn't see anything after they took her. How, how long did Grace live? I would say two to three hours. And she died because of the circumstances? Decision. As far as you're concerned, that was the cause of death. That's right. What in this part of the world is known as female genital mutilation. Mutilation, yeah. And whether it was because of bleeding or an infection or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, she died as a, a result of what these two women did. That's right. That's very hard to take. So much. Mm, I know. Much, yeah. So you stayed with this man. Yeah, because... We met in the city and his place, my place, is far apart. I'm from the west, he's from the east. Mm. So it's two different regions. So my life was like in a shock. I was very young Mm. and I only had the support of my mom. My dad had already died. So I was, and my mom was in our village. 
So it was like, I'm harboring on him, I'm staying with him. Whatever the abuse I have to go through, whatever I'm going through, I have to find a way out. Okay. Here I am, there's no job, there's, it's a village, mm. you have no money. And was he abusive to you? As... So very much. Okay. Yeah, because he used to comment. Did you talk to him about the death of Grace? I asked him. He said, you don't need to ask about that. And that... That was it. The only conversation that you had. That was him. right. So his mother never spoke English. She never knew like the language that connects people in the city, which is Luganda. So I only have to speak to her when he's around. So him now he now he turns to me to be violent. He left like I think two weeks. He came back and as a woman who has given birth, you're still bleeding. There is no proper uh, treatment. There is no proper medication. You're just in the village. And in that breeding, he still went ahead and abused me. He could drag me, force me to sex, which I call rape. And that's what, that's, that's what most of us call rape. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and some cultures, they will believe your partner, your boyfriend, your husband can't rape you. That's what people do believe. If I can't walk in in a police station back home and I say my husband or my boyfriend has raped me. Mm. They say, what did you say? Is he your boyfriend? You're saying he raped you? Like to them, as long as you are together, mm. there is no name rape. Thankfully, that's not the case in this country. Uh, I think uh, we yeah. see it in a, a very different light. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll talk about... Uh, why you came here in a moment. But tell me a little bit more about your life in Uganda because you became pregnant for a second time. Yeah, I I became pregnant during those rapes. And at this very moment, his abusive was getting rampant. He could sometimes come with girls back home, um, drag me to the kitchen, drag me to the living room and sleeps with me while another woman is on the bed. Really? Yeah. And did you ever talk to him about that i mean were they were they was it the same woman or different women he who different women because he would come drunk and he tells me unless you you become a full woman it's when i'll respect you it's when i'll take you in then i'm like there is no reason for doing Mm. this like why are you being inhuman why are you being violent i know i understand i if i had known this is your culture i think i would have ended it earlier but, you know, sometimes you don't know why people do things. Maybe he has his own reasons of doing such things to me. Mm. Yeah, but I didn't find it, you know, appealing. Mm-hmm. So, like, after three months, I realized I'm pregnant. And I'm like, oh, my God. After losing Grace, this baby was going to be very That's precious. Right. And you yeah. called your baby precious. Yeah. Uh, and you were worried, obviously that the same thing would happen again. That's right. Mm. So I lived on, then I was like, okay, every moment he comes, because he couldn't stay at home, he could go to the city, comes back, or goes to do his business, or whatever he was doing, and comes back. And I'm like, can I get money, and I go back home? Because I know at least I still had my mother by then. Mm. You know, I know I may be looking unworthy, or at this very moment, I'm to myself, looking shame before my mom, but she's still my mother. She'll still welcome me. He said, no, there's no money to give you. 
So he told me, oh, go into the farm, farm with my mom, cultivate plant crops. That's how we're going to survive. I'm like, God, here comes a world. You know, I wouldn't say I grew up in that kind of environment because mm. I don't know abuse. I don't know this. But here it comes. It's like a nightmare. Am I dreaming? Am I living? You know, I used to think why people commit suicide. But at some point, there are always reasons which push people to end their lives. But I looked at it. I'm carrying a child. She is innocent. Or whatever it was, I didn't know it was a girl again. Mm. Whatever I'm carrying is innocent. If I take my life, I it pushed me to those thoughts then. If I take my life, will I not have done handfair? You know, whatever it will come my way, let me carry it along with her. You decided to flee. I decided to flee when she was finally born. But so this very period of me staying, I planted up crops and I had in mind, now I had to start planning my escape ahead of time. Mm. That's what I did. So I used to see a man coming to buy, you know, crops from, you know, his mother and all that. So one day I had him speak Uganda and that's a language I can speak because I was in the city at some point. So I talked to him. Then I was like, okay. My own, you have to buy them as soon as I harvest because I have a plan. Then he started asking me, how did you end up here? So we entered into a conversation. I told him, I was like, oh, my God. So I said, all I need is money. Whatever I've planted, whatever I've grown once they harvesting time, take them off. Give me the money. I'm planning to escape. I told him what happened. He's like, I can't take you because I'm known to coming, buying from farmers. So Mm. I said, I don't want you to take me. I will take myself. So time passed by. I saved some money. And as time goes on, my daughter's growing one year. He kept on abusing me. Around this time now, it's like he get off me. He was going out with other ladies, which was okay. I was like, as long as you don't come to, you know, mm-hmm. cause me problems. So the night my daughter was to be circumcised, it was when she was turning one. And before that, the same woman <laughs> appeared, came back, the old woman. She's called the traditional bath attendant or assistant. And her mother now, and him, he was there now. So they brought clothes and coached me and taught me how to dress for the ceremony. Well, mm. I, I complied. I said, you had to dress for the ceremony? Yes, uh, you uh, had. There's a presentation. like Okay, as if yeah. you were going to a wedding or a exactly, confirmation or something like that. Exactly, it's big to them. Or a mitzvah or something like that. That's right. I suppose you would put it in context. Yeah. yeah. So, mm. um, all right, I did whatever they taught me. Mm. But that night I had made a decision to live to die. I'd said, if I'm living, I will live. Mm. If I'm dying, I'm dying. If I'm saving my child and I die, it's fine. But I will have to save a life tonight. So you took Precious with you the night before she was due to be circumcised? Yeah, it was late in the night. Mm. So they were sleeping and I had plan now. I woke up, I had shots in, I put my money in. Dressed up like I'm going. 
woke up in the night, backed my baby, mm. and started running. The other man who bought my clothes had given me a map of how I can go. Because since I came in that village, I'd never left it. But he gave me how to move out. So, off I started off running in the night. This is in the bush. This is darkness. This is no lights. That's the village kind of life. Wow. So now, I think in the midst of me leaving, probably mm. they woke up, they were checking on me. They couldn't find me. Mm. And it was me to go with her, the, 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 the mother-in-law. Yeah. So, in that process, probably at the ceremony place where we are supposed to go, someone came looking for me because the time was passing and they were not seeing me. Then they realized probably I'm on escape. If yeah. they can't see me mm. there and I'm not in the house, I must be somewhere. The alarm was raised. Yeah. So now the race started. It's it's like oh, to me I had voices like people calling my name. They were chasing you. Chasing me, and mm. I don't know how many they are. Now in this chasing, I had like held my heart mm. to say, "Whatever comes, I'm ready." Mm-hmm. So I was running. I think to them they were throwing balls and arrows, you know, like when they hurt you, they know you can't run. That's the way they use, like if they are chasing about an animal or a human mm-hmm. being. At this time, I'm rebellious mm. to what they are doing, so they have to do anything possible. All right, so they were using bows and arrows. And arrows. They could have killed you doing that. Yeah. That had made up my mind. You said on TG Carter that... People in this country don't believe your story. They don't at all. Really? They never believed me because my interview took me eight hours of sitting down, interview, question and answer. And the man said, I can't believe how someone can target you in a darkness and they don't know where are you are claiming this cause. It was that. I can't believe why did they have to wait for Precious to be one year. Mm. But thankfully enough, I don't say I'm happy about what happened last last month, but thankfully enough, the same case have come up in Ireland when parents circumcise their child at one year age. So I believe that man, wherever he was, he should have read this story and now he can believe me. Mm. You're to be deported though, are you? No, I'm not in Bishan. Um, my case is on um, um, judicial review. Yeah, that's where my case is. So I don't know what's mm. coming up. And if you lose your case and you are deported, yeah. you're worried about Precious? I'm so worried. Mm. If they are issuing deportation, I don't know if it's for me, if it's for mm. Precious, but let my child be safe. And what about the life that you and Precious have in Mosny now? Uh, a lot of people say it's a hard life. Uh, is it a, a better life for you than life in Uganda? Yes, I would say that at some point I had to narrate everything to my daughter. Hmm. She had to understand why we left. Because I left her after some time. I was walking out of the country, coming in. She never had probably the closeness with me when she hmm. was a child that much because I had to, you know, to fight out to see she goes to school she's safe she stays with the person I'll try you know I'll trust yeah. I had to work by then to cater for her so when we came in here my daughter loves here so much 
She has integrated, like, even if I tell her, oh, what if we we want to move to another country? Say, mommy, if you're moving, leave me here. <laughs> okay. How old is she now? She's 14. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Well, it's an incredible story, I, I think, uh, for most of us uh, listening to you and uh, not one that uh, we'd have been familiar with in terms of how we've lived life uh, in this country. It's very interesting to hear uh, the story about one of our our neighbours' lives and Mm -hmm. uh, perhaps uh, we can come back and talk to you again at another time. Thank thank, you. Thank you indeed for coming in to us this morning. Thank you very much indeed. Sidridra. Michael Michael Reed on on LMFM. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.